Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Kaylin McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between, I give you a plethora of options, different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Any Way You Want It. I am beyond honored uh, to be joined by one of my friends today, Victoria, also known as Mama Vic, which, by the way, she was known as Mama Vic far before she became an official mom in this world, I believe. That's true, right, Vic? Yes, that is true. It goes way back. It goes way back. Um, so thank you so much for being here. I am. I got up this morning and I was just so turned on thinking about this interview. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this as well. And I always think it's so timely, like scheduling these things in advance and then like not knowing where you're going to necessarily be and the, yeah, just the place I'm sitting in right now, like having just put my daughter down, having had like some amazing client calls today. I just, I'm in the the perfect spot to be connecting with you and I'm so excited for what's to unfold. Ah. Uh. Amazing. Well, um, just to let uh, my listeners in to who Victoria is um, in the world, um, she is a mother. I mean, just and just the ultimate embodiment of the feminine through her motherhood. Um, she's a wife, she's an incredible friend. And um, most recently, over the past few years, she has stepped into being a feminine embodied business coach, which is just completely magical. And I met, I met Vic. Okay. I'm thinking, when was it like, maybe it's been like three years or two and a half years ago that I met you. Right. Yeah. On in the, person. The retreat center in the land. Yeah. Somewhere. I don't even, my one of, one of my first memories with you though, was at my, like the mansion that I moved into, uh, when I first came to LA and I was scurrying around, uh, trying to figure out, like I, we lived five or 10 minutes from the airport, but I couldn't figure out how to get an Uber to my house because they got, they always got lost. <laughs> and so I was in a panic. I'm like, I'm like, Oh my God, I have to get to the airport. And like the, I keep getting all these Ubers that can't make it to the house. And I was sort of having a freak out moment. And, uh, Vic was there, uh, at helping run, um, a little event at my house. And, <laughs> and, you know, at the time it was sort of like, Oh, this amazing woman who kind of like makes magic happen behind the scenes. Mm. And that's really like the place that you were in at that time. And, mm. Then, you know, I remember you so kindly gave me a ride to the airport. I was like, do you know how to get to the airport? And it's, <laughs> I had just moved to LA. You had just literally moved there. You were I like, just no, fresh. yeah, I just had <laughs> no idea what I was doing. Um, but, you know, I just remember like you just handled me so well and calmed me down. And like, there was just this like richness, even in that, like really kind of first interaction in that way. Mm -hmm. But then knowing that. And then seeing the way that you have just completely stepped into your power in the world and your motherhood, it is, um, I mean, it just completely blows me away. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Handling things and, and, you know, being on the, in the back was definitely the place I thought I was meant to be, but I, got to learn so much showing up and serving at those events and retreats that I was helping to coordinate and really, you know, um, 
cultivate and, and incubate a lot of the power that I've stepped into that I wasn't ready for yet. Mm-hmm. Totally. So yeah, for all the listeners out there, I'm like, there's 9 million directions I could go in this conversation um, with Victoria. Um, but I, I think what's going to be most um, sort of resonant is her story of um, motherhood and getting in touch with true desire in business, like how you lead a business from your body um, mm-hmm. and just, yeah, expression and voice in the world. Um, so we're just going to see whatever wants to come out. What's, um, what's the thing that's really on your heart, like right now, today? Oh, I love that. Um, when you asked, it almost feels tender. Um, I'm just sitting with, I really use my body like as a vessel, you know, and that's, she speaks from that place first. So I just feel like some tenderness in my heart and, and some goosebumps, which is a sign for me of confirmation, like confirmational things along the way, which I really love receiving those messages. Um, I'm in this huge like expansion up level spot. Um, and today I've had, you know, three hours of coaching. I hired a social media manager. I've been corresponding with my assistant. I've been, you know, like I am then turning around and (laughs) eating dinner and covered in baby rice food and (laughs) nursing my daughter and putting her down and change, you know, changing diapers and putting her to bed. And then I get to hop on here. And I just think I'm really like present to like the, the duality of my life. Mm. And, um, and like, I've been practicing a lot in these last couple months, especially of like really expanding what I see possible for myself and in turn what I see, what, you know, is available for me to have and create and, and then how I can turn that around and serve others from that place. Um, But yeah, my heart Mm -hmm. feels really tender and grateful to be in this conversation. I love being able to reflect through another's questions and, and sight of me and like reflect on where I'm at. That's just, it's such a valuable, valuable. Mm, Yeah. Well, and one of the things uh, that's one of the things that we've been talking about in cocoon, my women's program, uh, which you, you know, started at the beginning of the year is digestion, which is the like really letting everything you're creating and everything you're taking in actually move through your body, Mm. you know? And so, yeah, I love what you said about that because I I really do want this space to be a space where my guests can digest. Yeah. It's been a practice for me of really like slowing down a, like slowing down what I'm taking in, but also just like slowing down even how I share and speak and teach and talk. Like, I mean, I get really excited and, you know, super turned on and get right in there. of course. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but, but I, I mean, I, you know, just very like short, like long story short, I did like two pretty packed years of personal development training well really like two and a half three you know with like back to back like courses and workshops and intensives and traveling and this and I and I had heard this concept of digesting but never really (laughs) did it and then um started in on the path to motherhood and if you know if you're if you've been pregnant or been around a pregnant person, like that can take a lot out of you, you know, that the really truly growing another human being, I didn't realize was going to take so much of me. (laughs) And so I couldn't really, you know, I, I, I was doing a couple retreats and, but otherwise I really had to like bring all my external input, like way down. Like I didn't take on any, I, you know, ended my clients. I, wasn't hiring anybody to work with. Like I really took like nine months, almost to a year, like to digest and to not 
Mm. Yeah, take in more. I very did very minimal reading about birth and parenting and all, you know, just very basic stuff. I just really spent time with my body sleeping and listening and moving yeah. through things that I had accumulated and learned and and ugh, like beliefs and and ugh, stories that I was so clear were not coming into motherhood. Like I was yeah. like, I'm leaving these like money, my relationship with money. I am like, that is not serving me anymore. I'm leaving it fucking here. I'm like drawing a line in the sand. I'm, you know, and I did the work to move through that. And I couldn't have done that work if I hadn't have given myself the space to digest. And that's yeah, one thing we don't really do a lot these days. So, oh my gosh, I teach about digestion and then I act like I don't know. <laughs> personally what to do personally what to do it's so funny you know yeah yeah (laughs) like had a packed weekend this weekend and then and it was so good right it's like I have so much good coming into my life and I woke up on Monday morning and I was like what the fuck is going on why am I angry why am I sad why am I I was like Kaylin you just didn't digest all of the amazing things that happened this week Oh my gosh. It's a big <laughs> thing. It's for real. It's for and real. Get, and then we get like funky and weird and cranky. And yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been um, having a self-pleasure practice over the last few months, super actively again. And, and then I was getting really agitated at my partner and really irritated at other things and the house wasn't clean. And, and I was like, so like, you, you know, like a firecracker, you could have just like set me off. Like, and then I'm like, wow, am I not? Oh, oh, I should like do more grounding, more, more digestion, like more coming down, <laughs> you know, really, yeah, spend more time actually in the practice of mm-hmm understanding and that's where it becomes an advanced level practice I really think like I'm at this place where it's like yeah it's one thing to just have taken a course and like be like I'm journaling about this but is it another thing to like actively choose the expanded version of you every day Mm, actively choose the expanded version of you every day write that down people (laughs) and what i mean by can i just explain what i mean by expanded or expand on the expanded right not um, bigger better faster stronger (laughs) no it's it's how our body reacts to certain things so say um say there's a bill that's coming into your, you know, like you have a bill that you need to pay. Right. And it's like, or a a tough decision to make, or there's something that's like coming into your system. Right. You I'm started to, and I'll, I only try and only try and ever share from my own experience. Right. But like a, a, a bill would typically make me uncomfortable. Right. It would like make my system, my body sort of like, like fall in on itself. Like, um, you can't see me right now, obviously, because this is video, <laughs> no video, like shoulders hunching, like caving in sort of like a collapsing, um, like contracting experience. And that's a very common response. Like when we're in, when I'm, when we're living in a habituated response, right. Rather than what would be the uncomfortable thing, what would be the expanded? So what would make if that bill or that uncomfortable situation like comes into your, in front of you, into your system, like what would have you go like, ah, rather than, oh, like, but like yeah. expand open rather than close. What would be like the little, it's likely uncomfortable, right? But, but on the other side of fear is freedom. And so it's like, what would, what decisions can I make when these things come into my system that would have me feel more expanded? Yes. Oh my gosh. I love this distinction. Um, be, and the thing I want to like add to it is that you're not saying that expansion is always going to be like, feel really good. Like it's, it, it's, it's, it, it takes you out of the world of like, oh, this bill is good or bad or right or mm-hmm. wrong. 
right? And if you're just thinking about, oh, I can contract in the presence of this bill or I can expand, right? It is uncomfortable to expand. It's super vulnerable and you have to be surrendered mm-hmm. in that state. But like, like you said, everything you want lies on the other side of that. Yeah. Yeah. Likely who you have to become in order to like hold the, the hold, hold the sensation of expanding and having that, you know, is, is like, it's a stepping stone. And this is how I've lived my life. This is how, you know, my business has come into like, it's like, it doesn't, you don't actually know what's lying ahead 10 steps. You can only do the next right resonant thing, you know, and like whether something makes you feel uh-huh or uh-uh <laughs> you know that it can come down to that like not not likely it's not even a yes or a no in the expansion yeah. or contraction because it's in from our body so it's like it's like deeper than words right so but like following that uh-huh following that expansion like allows you to like unlock the next level you know and then you can be you, then you will be presented with choices after that but like you can't know what's 10 steps down the road until you like take a step and so often I see this in so many of my clients ways they want this huge business or they want this big impact you know they want this income and they're like lost behind this huge huge mountain of their desire the huge mountain of their vision and not taking any action towards that because they feel overwhelmed by the massiveness of that and it's like okay great that's there but like recognize half of those things are not even available for you to deal with yet because you haven't taken the first two steps you know <laughs> let's yeah. zoom in and look <laughs> yes. well and i'm i'm just i'm getting so much from this the I just love the, this imagery of contraction versus expansion and really thinking about it, you know, like you do with your clients through this lens of like, what, where can I expand? And like, what are the first few steps I need to take in service of expansion? Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's like, and I'm just even thinking for myself, I'm like, where are all the little teeny tiny corners of my business where I'm trying to control and manage or figure shit out or effort something, you know? And I got this, um, hit in a, not a hit. I don't know. I got this like image in a meditation, in my meditation yesterday. I was like, Oh, like, show me like what's needed in my business. (laughs) Obviously, it was not a bunch of project planning spreadsheets that came into my meditation. (laughs) It was like this image of this like expansive glowing sunshine, you know, and it was just radiating. And I was like, okay. (laughs) What did you make that mean? Or what did you interpret that to? Yeah, I a message. Yeah, I just, um. I saw the places where I, you know, where I, where I effort and realized I'm like, oh, I have to hold on. Like I have to check in with my body and I have to check in with my pussy about like the message that really like wants to come out of me. And then from there, everything feels turned on, you know, I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm wet. I'm ready. But it was, um, yeah, I was like getting so lost in like a project management conversation for a few days. And it's like, that's not hot. And it's not actually the thing I need. Yeah. Oftentimes, right. We put our attention on those things because it's like an easy place to like, quote unquote, see results or see something move. But like in, in my belief, like if it's not aligned, it doesn't go. And it doesn't mean it won't ever go, but like we have, that's where it's like radical responsibility, like radical, like if, like I was just talking to a friend today, you know, she's like, I have been trying to film this mastermind and like, I have to do all this. And part of me is just like, do you really even want to do it? If it's taking so much effort, it's not to say mm-hmm. that it, that hard work and, you know, I work, I put attention and I put effort in, but it's not, right. it's not like, I'm really into visuals, right? So it's like, 
I, there's times where you feel like you're rolling the ball up the hill versus like you're rolling the ball down the hill or, and you have to like maybe control it a little bit. So you're still using strength, yeah. but it's like, you're not forcing an unnatural thing. So when that happens, I'm like, okay, for myself, I'm like, can I just put this down for a minute? Like get back to the thing that right. Turns me on, gets me wet, fills yeah. me up because if people can't feel you, right. Like what another thing I love, like if you can't feel it, what is it? What is one of my, I can't remember my favorite saying, if it doesn't feel good to like create, it's not going to feel good to receive. Right. So like, if you're like, push it, then like, it's likely that nobody is going to give a shit about your mastermind or your whatever power, whatever your project managing the hell out of. (laughs) It's such a, (laughs) Totally. <laughs> oh my a, gosh. Yeah. Yes. A funny concept, but it's just, it's just maybe not right now. It's maybe not forever. It's like the thing can go eventually probably, right. but like just right now, get it, give yourself a break, give it. And that's really where like feminine embodied business is doing things the way that feels good. Not the way that looks or sounds good necessarily. Hmm. Yeah. Oh gosh. I, um, I love that so much. And I, I love, um, that you're just one of the women, you know, in my world that I just really look to, you know, around business, you know, there's mm-hmm. sort of this whole handful of us circling around in the desire world. And, um, I was just talking to one of our mutual friends, Ellie, the other day, um, about you. And we were like, damn, like that she really takes this on with women in this way, you know, very overtly. It is, um, it's just extraordinary. Thank you for that. (laughs) Oh yeah. My, my ego loves to hear that I'm being spoken oh, about. <laughs> Reflection is, you know, and knowing I'm relevant. Like I just received some beautiful DMs on Instagram today. And I'm just like, that fills me up so much. Like, oh, people, yeah. you just don't even know. Well, and I, I wrote a post about this yesterday. Um, just, yeah, about how much I love attention. <laughs> And we are conditioned to not go towards attention, you know, as women. And so I just love that you're like, oh, hell yeah, bring it on. Like, you know, and I think it's also uh, like you said, okay, my ego loves that. But I also think there's a higher part of you too that like gets to be seen and also loves that, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 Thank you for pointing to that. It's definitely, you know, the ego can come off as a, a bit of a trickster. Right. And, um, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, there's, well, what, what I feel in that is like the ego is on top of the truth that is like, yeah, I want to be seen. Yeah. I want to touch. I want this massive impact. And then I'm like, Oh, I'll put it under my ego. And then (laughs) like, get that. Like, I mean, I'm totally unpacking it right here right now. I'm like, wow, I just actually really want to be seen and, and I, and invisible in like what I'm doing that it re it refills me up you know, and I, these are some, this is like something that I share with a lot of my clients or all my clients. And, you know, I'm like, get to know the things that are true about yourself. Mm -hmm. Like make a list. These are the things I know to be true about myself. Like when I'm lost, when I'm hazy, when I'm doubting myself or feeling insecure, I need outside reflection from trusted peers and and people. Like Mm -hmm. I need that you know, and these other things, right? Like I work really well in shorter bursts with breaks and this and that things that probably likely were parts of ourselves that we rejected, right? Like I used to work in a job for nine months, six to nine months, maybe a year, and then be like bored and over it. And I thought that was something was wrong with me because I couldn't stick it out in a job. But like, no, this is actually just how I operate. And once I've found some approval for that part of me, like it's a superpower and things like, so creating this list of like, this is actually who I am and how I operate has me be able to claim like, 
yeah, I need and love reflection. (laughs) I need short bursts. I I need breaks in between. I need, you know, my space to feel clean and like whatever it is for you. Um, Well, I need to be able to make my giant salad on Tuesday mornings while I'm talking on the phone on business calls. (laughs) Love that. So specific. What I did today. but like knowing that is just like a non-negotiable like that is not there's not a fault in that right like and you are such a a mistress of desires literally the thing that just came out of me (laughs) wow (laughs) like following that and owning that is huge and when we own these parts of ourselves like it gives permission for others to own their inner mistresses and my gosh, I feel so seen, Victoria. I'm like <laughs> writing this down. I'm like, I need to create something around this mistress of desire. Yes, I love it. Oh, oh my gosh. It's also wow. a zone of my genius. So zone of jeez. <laughs> yeah, it's clearly. Um, what do I want to say? Ooh, okay. So I have a desire. <laughs> we are just going to so many good little little nooks and crannies here. Um, I want to go back to the motherhood conversation because I think it's so powerful for women to hear that. Mm -hmm. Um, and specifically I, you, I know you mentioned in this conversation, sort of some of the stories that you had to let go of, um, to really step into the, being the kind of mom that you wanted to be. Um, and I would just love to hear a little bit about just that whole portal. And, and for my listeners who have not heard me use that word portal before, what I mean by that is um, sort of a space in time where you go through something and on the other side of it is like just a completely different way of seeing yourself or accessing something or creating something or something gets revealed, but it's sort of like, I, I, I use the word portal as like a transformational experience. So, uh, tell us about the portal of motherhood. (laughs) Yes. Um, well, I love that description and it was definitely a, <laughs> a vortex of transformation. Um, so I'll just preface to say, and I'm, I'm sure some of your listeners might be able to relate, like growing up and through my early 20s, um, I really believed in this duality that I could either be a mother and quote unquote, give up everything else or I could be the, the Madonna, you know, the, the, the two mirrors of the woman, women, you know, models. And then I would either like live in a like suburb with a white picket fence and a husband and kids, or I would be like out traveling the world and exploring and like never settle. Like I just, there was this very clear duality. And um, I have a lot of like bookmark moments throughout this journey and that, you know, stems back quite a few years, but it wasn't until um, I started doing some feminine um, transformational work and, and then really learning about desire that I got this bookmark, I had this bookmark moment where I was standing in this parking lot, having some conversations and just had heard about somebody else um, getting pregnant. And it, I was, I was married at the time, but also still kind of not, I'm still married. I don't know why I said it like that, but I was married <laughs> at the time. <laughs> I, was, I was already married, I guess was the thing, but yeah. I hadn't really thought about like, I hadn't, I had this aha moment. There's been a lot of aha moments and I'll just really, you know, share these few like, yeah. Oh, I actually get to choose if I want to be a mom or not. Like that was the aha moment. It wasn't just like, oh, because I'm a woman, I have to be, but it was like, oh, I really get to, and I have to choose. Like that is key, 
right mm-hmm. so then I got that and I was like cool great but I still really couldn't like share it with many people like it was like such a faux pas desire to have even though I was married and and mm-hmm. <laughs> you know fine like it was just really not you can have kids not being married as well too but like as according to society and the plan that I was you know one of the options I was going down I was like oh you know like I, I could have this yeah so, well, fa- can I pause you there for a second then? yeah 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 So the other thing I just want to highlight here is that you are, and and maybe this contributed to it, um, is you are a sexually free, sexually expressed woman in the world, right? Mm -hmm. And that identity paired with motherhood, it's just not the normal thing in the world, Yes. right? And so I can imagine, you know, being in the circles that you and I run around in, (laughs) it's like, it is high sensation to say, oh, I want this really tender thing. Mm -hmm. I want to be a mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there really wasn't the mirror for that. I had these two women figures in my life, my mom and my aunt, who had lived like what I saw as this duality. And then I got awakened, you know, I I started waking up my sexuality. I I met my husband in a practice called orgasmic meditation, where, you know, it's a partnered clitoris stroking practice. So I was like, well, okay, I'm now I'm living this version of the life that I Ah. thought I was going to have. And then I'm married in this. So it's like this, like crisscrossing of like, who actually am I according to the models and the, the, the molds that I see outside of me? Like I was really trying to fit myself into these other boxes that's a big you know that's a big uh kind of theme throughout what I teach and when I when I practice now um so fast forward a little bit and I was doing a lot of work in more work in the feminine world helping facilitate retreats women's desire retreats with you know some of our our good friends and just like loving that part of my life and I was still really conflicted because I felt this internal desire of like, I want to be a mom. And then I started to get clear that um, on the other side of motherhood, like in this portal, like you said, you said, you know, I would get access to this power that I'm sitting in right now. Like I was going to get access to something. I just like didn't know what it would look like. And it wasn't like, then I was like, okay, great. Let me just have a baby for the sake of it. You know, I was like, so clear that there was, these steps to go through, you know? And, and then again, this another bookmark moment where I went to, into a yoga room and, and I was having conversations outside of this. I wasn't just getting like these downloads. Right. But I remember laying in the yoga, (laughs) hot yoga room. And it was like, somebody had turned on the light switch in my mind. And I was all of a sudden like, Oh my gosh, I don't have to choose one or the other I don't have to choose to be my mom or my aunt the the mother or the Madonna I don't have to fit into these boxes I could like <gasps> create my own version of this and I honestly can't tell you if I stayed in the yoga class or not I was so lit up and just like relieved like it was like <gasps> wow there was another path that I could forge and then I started following that path and sharing the desire to be pregnant and to be a mom and then I did a plant medicine ceremony where like I was like an embodied baby and like getting all these downloads and did a rebirthing you know in a hot tub (laughs) it was like (laughs) kind of trippy and you know you don't have to do plant medicine to become a mom of course but these these things just kept presenting themselves like the next right thing for me to break through like another level of me really claiming this desire to be a mom, you know, and, and, and that was part of it in in our journey. And, you know, my husband is, um, is wonderfully, a, a wonderfully awakened man. And so we've had so many conversations about the intentionality behind, you know, what is it called? Like conceptual 
conception like conceiving (laughs) yeah couldn't remember conceiving our our child and we knew like I've studied astrogeography a little bit and this and that you know all these kind of woo-woo things but I really felt my husband's Danish from you know Denmark and I was like so clear that I wanted to conceive our child in Denmark and like that's weird but followed it right like why would you think you know maybe you think that maybe you don't but it was just so clear that that was the step and all along the way like listening to that inner voice that was like this is the right thing this is the right thing this is the right thing knowing Mm -hmm. that the human the soul that we were calling in like she she's you know we didn't know of course of course from the beginning but that like it was her that we were channeling and opening for and getting it aligned for and and through our intention and attention like and the these these spots of inquiry and like honest self-reflection that I went through along this journey and like I swear one day I will like guide women through this because I the mindset around where we are coming from and conceiving and the thoughts and the patterns and these fear-based things. Like I really believe that I've had, I had such a beautiful experience of, of pregnancy and childbirth. And because I was living in a country for the most part, that there's no fear in the system. There's no, it's not a medically driven system. There's midwives and the women. I never even took a pregnancy test at the doctor's. I had like three scans the whole pregnancy. Like there's just so much trust in the woman's body and that knowing that already, but then having that reinforced like is groundbreaking in this world where conceiving a child has been, you know, and and of course I believe in whatever way you want to conceive, but it's been brought down to like a science and test tubes and that there's something wrong if it doesn't work and this and that. It's like there there is so much power in in how we think and how we choose, I believe, to enter this this portal. Um I'm clearly very passionate about it. I'm going off. It's a portal. Oh Wow. I just, um, I just love this. Um, oh, okay. Tell I'm, I'm going, you know, my listeners, you can't see me, but I'm just like doing mental gymnastics right now because I'm like, Oh, there's so many things (laughs) I wanted to talk about. Uh, so I know that you decided to create what your, your birthday um, or Emma's day of birth, rather, like how it would be. Mm. <laughs> Will you share that and that experience? Yeah. yeah, this was a really powerful practice. I um took this little course by this woman, Peta Kelly. It's about writing um, script writing. And um, it's like an online course and I love her. Um, And because I didn't really want to do a ton of birth prep, I really wanted to like trust my body and just go with the natural thing. I'm like, come on, women have been doing this for thousands of years without a goddamn e-course like I can manage. Like I really wanted to just have this super clear system for for and like an open channel and like I'll just say in hindsight, like maybe could have done like a skosh more planning, you know, <laughs> you're like, okay, but, let, yeah, it was fine. It was great. So I, I, there's this practice called script writing and, and I do a version of it with, you know, intention setting, but really it's about creating the space, like creating yourself a space and then writing in the present tense, like what has happened, you know? And so I wrote this like, a month or so before our daughter came came into this world and we didn't know if it was a boy or a girl and um this is also i was i gave birth march 22nd of 2020 so pandemic started march whatever my yeah. family was here my aunt and, and and my mom were here to be with me for the birth we had planned six to eight weeks of postpartum support with our friends and people and family coming in to support so like 
I had planned, we had planned for a, a home water birth, you know, and they say don't plan, but like this was the intention I created, right? I, mm-hmm. So I wrote this script with the feelings that I wanted to have, right? Like this deep connection that I wanted to have with Anders and myself and the energy of the midwife who came in to support us was just like this perfect resonant speed. And my aunt and my mom were like there, you know, and like supporting, but like, you know, I never wrote that they were actually in the room. Like, it's really curious to go back and look at these things now. And, and, you know, that I caught her and that like there was this, I wrote, I wrote Anders, like she's almost here. And we didn't know it was a girl. And um, there was a few other like things that I just, I, I wrote and I wrote this, a paragraph, a long paragraph, and um, then read it every day or every other day, you know, in the last few weeks of, of my pregnancy. And that was from, you know, mid-February till mid, <laughs> mid-March when, shit kind of hit the fan and my family had just had to you know decided to leave Denmark because I didn't know if they'd be able to get out the borders were closing hospitals were over flooded with COVID patients and they were shutting down all the other parts of the hospitals so they were like really quiet and then they also took home births off of the table because here in Denmark the home birth team is really small so they wanted to protect everybody from COVID and so like (laughs) outside of my control, like literally none of the external, excuse me, circumstances were lining up to, to suit my, you know, my script, but I kept reading it and I kept holding the vision and, and, um, you know, this like slippery little octopus, like pink thing that was just going to slip right out. Like it just kept creating this, this, um, this space, this intentional space. And, um, my daughter was, you know, uh, um, uh, born into the most, like literally the entire world stopped. There was a week of no airplanes, of nothing. And my daughter decided to make her entrance into the world. And the midwives that we had were the perfect energy match for us. And there was sunlight and we, we ended up needing to be at the hospital um, because I had a little bit of um, marconium in the water and which is poo um, for non-technical terms. Yep. Yep. Great. (laughs) Childbirth is, is disgusting and wonderful. Um, But I had like Anders and I had this connection and I, and I labored as long as I could without an epidural. And then I had an epidural and I, and I got to enjoy, you know, some of this and I had music and, and my Anders was, you know, texting and we were FaceTiming and he was keeping everybody informed. And like, I was surrounded by this worldwide web of people that actually could have never even been in the room had we been there. And I got to push my daughter out into my own hands and catch her. And um, Anders literally said, she's, you know, she's almost here. So like to the exact words that I wrote and we went back and read my script and it was like, it wasn't exactly what I wrote, but it was the exact feeling that I created in my writing like the support in this community space and this feelings and the sun and the slowness and the pause like there was nobody else in the hospitals like it was just the most intimate Mm -hmm. loving time and and I truly believe like I could have gone into that situation like so fucked up with none of my things going the way I thought or I could have gone in the way that I committed to creating like myself and my mental from my mental state like creating what was possible through my thoughts through my desires and through my words and it was the most perfect Mm. birth of our baby girl (laughs) completely magical I'm just I'm in awe of that and Mm. I think there's so much gold in that it's like you could can you imagine if we took that kind of intentionality into anything that we create Mm. in life you know really deciding this is how I want it to go this is how I want it to feel and speaking it into existence you're totally doing that with your little bungalow. I mean, oh hello. yeah, <laughs> hello, little pussy palace over here. 
is. But <laughs> you know, like say there's like a trip coming up that normally, you know, look look at flying now. We flew back to the States, you know, we saw you in LA. We flew back to the yeah. States and back with, you know, we left, she was six, seven months, then we came back and she was what, nine, ten months. So that could have been a nightmare of a trip, right? Like flying with children in a pandemic, da 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 da, right? But like, yeah. how can that type of thinking, in my view, like, can only make things worse? But if you turn the turn, see the other side of the coin, where what? How could this go right? Like, universe, freaking delight me here, and mm. let me tell you what. Traveling pre-pandemic feels like such a clusterfuck. Do you know everybody has to space out now? Customs lines are are so much faster because there's more people because they don't want to crowd together. And it's like you're like in a VIP travel experience. You know, the mindset that you that I we had to create going into this experience, like created such a seamless three-month trip from, you know, our home to back. And we did it with a teething toddler baby, you know, in a pandemic while running a business. Like you just, yeah, that's, it's only what's possible through the intentionality and, and following that desire there. Love that. Oh my gosh. Okay. As we start to wrap up, I just have one more, uh, one more official question, which is what does it mean? Like when I talk about you to people, I'm like, yeah, that's a turned on mother right there. (laughs) What does it mean to you to be a turned on mom? Mm. I've never really thought about it, but for me, it's my practice is to live in my truth every day. So my daughter can see what is possible in the range of being a woman. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like there's, I have a, you know, self-pleasure practice as much as I, as much as I'm into spreadsheets and as much as I get on the floor and crawl around and it's like allowing myself access to every part of me. Mm -hmm. So I can't go and tell her she can be anything she wants if I'm not willing to let myself be anything I want. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like actually walking the walk or walking the talk <laughs> whatever the saying is of that and um honoring this part of me that is like wildly has big desires and ravenous things and likes luxury and and also you know would like to muck around in the forest with their boots on and and dress like a CEO and dress like a hippie and like allow myself this like range mm-hmm. of me yeah. expressed into the world I've never thought about what being a turned on mom is and that was a strange answer but I like it <laughs> I like it. I'm, in, I'm into it. Well, and just the, like the self-pleasure piece, I think is, you know, uh, one little snapshot into all the ways that you take care of yourself and that you really like take responsibility, you know, for your turn on. And, um, yeah, I just want all women out there to hear like, no matter what your circumstances, it is possible. You might have to work some things out in the meantime, like, Hey honey, can you take care of the kids for 20 minutes while I go pleasure myself? You know, and (laughs) and it's like, it's been so amazing for me to like seeing you in that practice, (laughs) you know, it's like non-negotiable at this point. Like I know I'm a better mom, a better wife, a better coach, a better friend when I'm living from my pleasure, whether that's, you know, stroking my own clitoris or getting the new clothes or living, you know, going and buying myself a hotel room so I can have a night, like, you know, whatever range, whatever's within the listener's range, right? Like it might be different. Stroking your own clitoris might not be within her range, but 
being with herself, holding herself, some massage, some, some candles. And like, we can find, you can find that part, but like, it is, I am a better person and I can actually show up and be present through it all when I take myself and my pleasure. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> it's a serious people. Uh, love all of this. Okay. Well, uh, as we just start to wind down, um, I would love to hear about anything you want to share that's going on, um, in your business, um, ways that people can reach out to you and yeah, what's happening. And this is going to air sometime in March. So just, you know, in terms of whatever you have going on, tell us. Awesome. Awesome. Um, okay. Yay. So the best way to get in touch with me is on Instagram underscore mama vic underscore i think <laughs> let's confirm that we will, we, will, um, uh, we will link it in the show notes yeah and um so okay i'm i'm hosting another seven day visibility challenge um that's starting very soon and all the information for that is on my instagram and um we had uh, a cohort of about 25 women go through this seven days together where we did prompts and I do some Q&A and then a little ending workshop and it was just like women were getting visible in their own expressions of self on Instagram in such gorgeous ways and like literally a woman like expressed a desire for a man and is now dating a man and <laughs> and like people had business breakthroughs and and it was it's just so much fun so if you want to get more visible in your own version um you're welcome to join us for that and if it doesn't fall and coordinate um let me think what's happening after that the best way to get in touch and hear what's what I'm creating and what's available is to reach out and follow me on Instagram, um, underscore Mama Vic underscore. I share all of my latest um, courses and offerings and and when enrollments available for my next um, signature course, fully expressed for newbie entrepreneurial minded women. And I'll have an advanced version coming out later this year, which I'm super excited and turned on about. And um, yeah, I just would love to connect in whatever capacity. I'm always available for reflections i love to hear when people listen to my podcast too so let me know <laughs> yes definitely i highly recommend following yes. Vic on instagram she's been an inspiration to me um i did her express challenge and it was amazing uh so highly recommend looking her up vic Thank you so much for your generosity, for being a turned on mom, for being fully embodied. Um, I just, uh, I'm just blown away by you. Thank you, dear. It was so much fun. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Totally. All right. Bye everybody. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you got something from this episode, please share it with someone in your life and pop on over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, head on over to my Instagram at Kaylin McDuff or my website, kaylinmcduff.com. See you next time.